Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Raley. Our scenario is entitled Dead Man Stomp. It was written by Mark Morrison. It was originally included in the fifth edition of the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game manual, and it has been recommended to our group on more than one occasion. Our GM for this scenario is Jen Coulter, and this is episode one. Before we begin, I would like to make a disclaimer. This scenario can be rough. Uh, All of our characters are gangsters, and we're all used to rough language. The situations can be tense, and in some cases, maybe a little racially charged. We do not in any way wish to offend anyone. Consider us like actors playing a role where the stage is set in the grimy underbelly of New York City in the Roaring Twenties. That being said... Let's begin our journey into the darkness. Jen? All right. Well, this is it, you guys. This is the day of the new job. You're normally pretty happy on days like this because it means payday once you finish it. But this time, something's got you feeling a little more nervous than normal, and it has a name. Nathan Scrivener. He runs this little corner of the New York underground, and he does so with an iron fist, or so you've heard. Very few have actually ever met the guy. He likes to keep to himself. Tends to hire freelancers like you, after all. That secrecy has bred rumors, and you've heard just about every single one of them. They get more ridiculous every time you hear them, but there's one that makes a lot of sense. That he doesn't like failure, to the point that people who do fail him get... disappeared. You're outside his office on the docks right now, though. It's a beautiful morning. So you'll get to know either way, won't you? You're sitting in his waiting room area right now, and it's a hell of a place. Reminds you of a museum or a university or something. Red with gold antique accents. The curtains are black silk and fall across the windows lavishly. The carpet has some sort of dreamy arabesque pattern you can't really place, but it goes well with the decor. There's large potted plants in each corner, and even the furniture is plush and somewhat exotic. Plaintive jazz plays from a gramophone somewhere behind the frost-windowed closed office door. There's others here, too. People you recognize from past jobs, and some you don't. Having nothing else to do but wait, you may as well strike up conversation. Floor is open. Say as you wish. Hey, how everybody doing today, huh? Hey, how everybody doing today, huh? <laughs> doing well, myself. Uh, how about you, sir? Oh, I'm doing all right. You guys out here to, uh, for the Scrivener job? Yeah, we're not really sure. We're a little lacking on details, but uh, yeah, we'll see what uh, this guy has to say. But the look of this place uh, probably has us going off after something pretty fancy. Yeah, yeah I, I like that. the Scrivener's taste here. This is uh, this place is quite all right. Well, yeah, he didn't like- give you a lot of uh, details in the job itself. He kind of sent you a letter. Uh, asking you to come to this address, and that was about it. He said he had a job for you. Yeah, I'm interested to know what this uh, job's all about here, Mister uh, Scrivener. Somebody you don't you don't fuck around. You know what I mean? I've heard the same. How, how you how you doing, Miss? Which Miss are you talking to, me or her? Oh, I, I saw two angels. I thought I was seeing double. 
What a this line. Guy, this guy's quite the smooth operator. Not that smooth. Hmm. Hey, my, uh, my, my, my name's Richie. Richie. Victoria. Vicky. You call me Vicky. Charmed, I'm sure. A Trixie, so Trixie love. I'm here because my boyfriend is no longer with us. Her boyfriend. I'm oh, real sorry to hear about that. Was he? Yeah. Uh, was he a member of one of the the crews around here? Um. Yeah. A big shot. You taking over for him then? Yeah, I guess. We'll see how that goes. Pleasure to meet all of you. My name is uh, my name is Jack Riley. I'm from around here. Hey, Jack. John, I'm sure. I'm Sam Bowie. Uh, I'm I'm a papers man. You need paper? I can uh, I can make you any kind of paper you want. A paper man, like over at the uh, the New York Times. Uh, no, like uh, you like paper that's got a lot of green on it. I can make that. If you like uh, papers that look like famous paintings, uh, we might be able to make that too. I like that a lot more than the New York Times, I'll tell you that. I think I, I like catch where you're coming from. You can, you can make up identifications and things like that too. Oh, that's the easy stuff. Okay. Well, we're going to call you the paper boy. I like that. Paper boy, you, you know anything about this job? Nope. Just the man's got a lot of money. That's why I'm here. I'm sure you've heard more rumors than that. Can we make an idea roll, see if there's anything else that we've heard? Oh, sure. Go ahead. Okay. 31. You got a hard success on that. All right. Well, let's see here. I I heard from someone, if you look around at this fancy, fancy stuff, you know, I heard that he might be a, you know, where? Nah, what? sweetie. I think he's just in the in the trade. I think I, I think I heard he and his family go back ages trading stuff all around the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. Mediterranean. Well, Where's that? You know, like for those uh, of you who uh, like Italy and Greece. Those of you, those of oh. you who made that role, um, the idea role, know that uh, you know supposedly he was a very rich man who turned criminal. Apparently, he he blew all of his fortune on some his family's fortune on something or another. No one knows exactly what, but it explained so, it, of course. So he's not rich anymore. So the story goes. Some of you have also heard uh, he has an interest in uh, the occult. He's uh, apparently quite a fan of Aleister Crowley. Well, well, I don't know about that. That sounds like that. I, I like the bad boys, but I don't like them, you know, worshiping the devil. A little too bad for you, Trixie. My my mama didn't raise me like that. 
I will ask the, the GM is probably like well known to us all. Is it kind of like, uh, is he well known, I guess, in, in our circles or something like that? Or he is well known in the criminal underground in New York, yes. He pretty much controls this entire area of New York City. He's a big deal. Okay. He's also extremely secretive. He doesn't really he doesn't really show his face very often. Uh, and generally people only come to see him when he has a job or they've displeased him for some reason. Was yeah, it likely that Heat's watching this place right now? Could be. Uh, if the Heat knew where he was, he wouldn't be a very good operator, would he? Exactly. Yeah, I don't know much about the guy, but I guess at the end of the day, I don't really care as long as we're getting paid. I don't know how you all feel. I gotta pay my mouth rent. Well, money's what we're all he here for, so. After my uh, pops got shot last year on a job, I, I'm the man of the house taking care of my Scotta Maglia, my sister Maria when she's not whoring herself around town, and my two little brothers, a couple of fucking animals. Mm. It's quite the family you got there. Oh, yeah, it is quite the family. Oh, they're a joy, let me tell you something. That's admirable, though. You watching after your family, that's a, that's a good thing to do, man. Yeah, a man in the house, huh? Don't have much of a family myself. I uh, grew up on the streets, was orphaned at a young age, but uh, my family's my my mates around the boxing gym and everybody I run with in the crew. Are you a boxer? Yeah, I uh, been uh, been around the ring all my life and uh, taken plenty of hits. Uh, it's more or less what got me into this life. Uh, first is some low level muscle, but uh, paydays only get better from there, right? That's respectable. Well, I was doing fine until until my boyfriend's allergies kicked in. And now... Was it an allergy to lead, Trixie? Yeah, it was an allergy to bullets. Yeah. Those lead allergies can be terrible. Oh. And now my funds are running out, so, you know, I got to do something. Mm -hmm. Girl's got to take care of herself. Well, on that note, you all suddenly hear the gramophone in the office shut off, and uh, soft footsteps come from behind the door, followed by the sound of it uh, creaking open just a little bit. Uh, soft. I st uh, stand up. Go ahead. You hear a soft voice say, come in. Okay. Footsteps sure. kind of fade back, and sure. you get the sense he's, he's waiting for you to enter. Right, time to see what this is all about. Come on, Toots. Ladies first. Time to head in? Of course. Yeah. Well, you uh, enter the office, and it's more of the same, if if even more lavish. It's pretty large, not super large. Um, decently sized. Uh, very similar in decor to the waiting area. Large teak desk and, uh, desk and uh, several plush-looking chairs. Uh, there's two shelves on each of the walls. Over here, over on one shelf, you see several, several books, and over on the other, you see several items that look to be uh, taken from all over the world. So apparently, Mr. Scrivener is both well-traveled and very bright, quite a reader. Um, 
The man himself apparently is sitting behind a desk, but his chair is kind of swiveled away from you as you enter. Um, as you walk in, he's like, oh, did you find the place all right? Sure. Easy to find. Please, uh, make yourselves comfortable. I, I brewed some coffee if you would like some. Help yourself. I'll go grab, go grab a cup of coffee. No, it's, it's very well-made coffee. I'll serve, I'll serve coffee to the ladies. That's very, very chivalrous of you, Sam. Such a gentleman. Oh boy, I'll have one of those too, if you don't mind. So we're all getting our caffeine on then. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I do want to take uh, just a quick look at the, the titles of the books that you might have. On the, uh, on show. Okay, sure, sure. Well, Victoria, you're looking at the titles of the books, and they're mostly, uh, they're, they're pretty varied. I mean, there are indeed some books on the occult. There are books on sciences. There are both on mathematics, uh, history, exotic places of the world. Um, you know, he's he's got books on ancient Egypt. He's got books on ancient Greece. He's got books on different countries of the world. He has books about psychology, books about astrology, books about chemistry, books about pretty much anything. It's, it's like his own personal library. He apparently has quite a thing for collecting books. He's, he's apparently a man of knowledge. Okay, is, like as far as uh, geo uh, geographical uh, areas, is there a specific area that it seems like he's focused on? Like, um... So Not really, no. So it's just, it's just a, a lot. It's a smattering. Okay. I love all your books. They're so decorative. Oh, well, thank you, miss. They're, they're not just decorative. They're functional as well. I quite like to read in my spare time. Yeah, just got to realize that she, she only uses books for decoration. I never had much time for reading. Well, that's a shame. I could definitely give you some recommendations if you're ever interested. You are, you're Mr. Scrivener? That would be me. Oh. With that, he turns around as you sit down and reveals that he is a tall, dark-haired, fair-skinned man. Uh, youthful, shrewd, but somewhat hard gaze in his dark eyes. He seems to be scrutinizing you even behind his smile. Uh, ladies, you find him pretty freaking handsome. He's, he's like, he looks like a bad boy. He acts like a bad boy, but... He has the swagger of a rich man. I'm turning on the charm. Something very intox very intoxicating about his appearance. Mm. Go ahead and turn on the charm. I I'm going to turn on the charm, too. Can I? <laughs> okay, Richie. M Mr. Scotomogli, I, 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 Mr. Scotomogli is my name, and I, I got to tell you, Mr. Scrivener, one thing right off the bat, mm. I think you got a real nice office here. Oh, well, thank you. I think I have a very nice office as well. I'll let, I'll let uh, Trixie turn on the charm. I'm sitting back and I'm, I'm watching how she... So, Mr. Shrivna, are you, uh, are you a married man? Oh, no, I'm single. I don't see a ring on that finger. Yeah. Mm. I don't like to remain attached too long. Yeah, in this business, you know, the allergies hit people. Mm. You never know exactly when things could go wrong. Or when they'll go wrong. Well, you seem like a man of great refinement. And uh, mm -hmm. you probably enjoy all sorts of fancy food and fancy wine. Of course. I like the best of things, dear. It gives you a little wink. 
I'm going to lean over to Sam and say, hey, you better be ready to duck. We might have Cupid's arrows flying up around here. Ah. Ah. Hmm. Well, of course. The finer things in life are wonderful, but that's not exactly why you're here, is it? And it is a pleasure to meet all of you. Now, uh, let, let's talk business. You got the letter. You know I've hired you on for a reason. That reason is I've heard that you're some of the best at what you do. As I said before, I like having the best of things. But I don't like taking chances on folks I haven't worked with before. He kind of keeps looking you over. Did you, uh... I also don't like... Hmm. No, please, please go on. Did you ever get the chance to work with Anthony, my my boyfriend, uh, Anthony uh, Palazzi Palazzio? I can't say that I really have, actually. Oh, that's a shame. He was really good. He taught me everything I know. Mm, I'm sure he did. And I'm sure you're very good at defending yourself because of well, him. There are there are things that women can get that uh, uh, it's easier for me, for women to get them than it is for men. Oh, trust me, I'm well aware, dear. As I said, I don't much like being disappointed, but I also don't like having delays in my shipping business, and that's where all of you come in. There's been someone edging in on my territory, and they've been hijacking my shipments, but I have no idea who the hell they are thinking they can take from me. I want you to find out who's responsible, then report back to me with the information and as much of the shipment as you can get. If you do this, I'll make it well worth your time. What are, well, what are we looking for as far as the shipment, uh, the shipment is concerned? What sort of uh, cargo are we looking at? Large, small? You know, Fairly large shipment, about 10 crates of a fine drink as it were. You're in the import-export business. Okay. Yes. Yes, you might say that. Did this go missing at the port? Yes, it did. When, when did you go A certain missing? drop site that has, has been dealing, that's been having issues, and we've pinpointed where these people who've stolen it are, are where they keep stealing from. It's always from a major drop point I have at Leary Street near the old docks. So you're saying this has happened more than once? Yes. It's only a few crates of it every time, but it's been consistent for the past several months, and it's beginning to cut into my profits, so to speak. Any suspects? No, that's why I'm asking you. Are they interested in a particular type of merchandise? Is it always the same thing? It's always rum. Rum. Have you had any kind of run-ins with any particular local gangs? rivals not myself but i've i've seen some of my some of the people i've hired on have come back well um a little bit allergic let's say well there's uh, only there's only so many places to offload rum in this town exactly about so 1500 of them, of them. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, a smart girl in every there's a speakeasy on every corner and oh, I've been in most of them. I like you. Sounds like you've gotten around a little bit. Well, my boyfriend did. Mr. S Mr. Scrivener, uh, how many how many how many men that work for you that know about your operation? 
Well, it varies. It depends how many I hire on. Like I said, I usually hire freelance. You think it could be an inside job? It very well could be. Like I said, I have no idea who exactly is doing this, but I know they keep it's consistent, and I know Mr. it's from the same drop point. Mr. Scribner, when when is the uh, the next drop of uh, rum expected to come in? Uh, they usually drop at Wednesday and Friday nights. Should be plenty of time to prepare yourselves if you're interested in the job. Uh, and you said they, they come in over at the docks? Yes, over by Leary Street. You got, a, you got a crew on deck yet to receive the shipment for this Wednesday? Yes, I'm willing to uh, keep things open. Like, they usually watch for the people who come in. Has anybody been seen at all? Has there been any sort of violence? Well, like I said, some people have been shot. Okay. I, I One of my men got laid up in the hospital recently. So we can expect whoever's taking these things to be well armed. That's, uh, that's good to know. And you don't know of any rivals in town that might be uh, after your stuff? Any of the, you know, the, the Italians? It's very possible some of them could be, but I, again, do not know exactly which of them it would be. Now, hmm. now your, your, your man that's laid up in the, the hospital, he's still breathing, right? Oh, yeah, he's still alive. What did he say? Barely, but he he's say? alive. What did he have to say? Did he tell you how many... Uh, See, normally I send around two to three men to pick up the shipment, and he got overwhelmed with about about that many. Which is why I'm sending more people this time. Uh, no, no offense here, but looking around the room, I'm not sure that what you're describing is a job for a couple of women unless you want them to help drink up your profits. You'd be surprised how well we can infiltrate the bad guys and find out what they're up to. I'm sure you can, dear. I'm sure both of you can. Well, sounds like an easy enough job. We set up a sting operation, we come well armed, and we catch the bastards in the act. Should be much more exactly. difficult than that. Just in case, I am willing to offer an advance. And with that, he unlocks a small drawer in the desk and pulls out a stack of thick hundreds. It's quite a lot for the job he's asking you to do, this small job yours if you can get what you want from what I want friends and there's more where it comes from if I like your style consider this a test drive before I do any full-on hiring sure so you wanting us to bring back these these people to here you you want to talk to these people or you just want us to you know to get rid of them I simply want to know who is doing it so I can plan a full-scale attack of course ah. Also, if you can retrieve any of the shipments, bring them the leftovers to Warehouse 4E on Drake Street. That's normally where I keep it before I ship it out. Let me ask you this. Um, your product, does it have a specific label on something that's... It normally... It normally does, yes. It will... It'll have a Scrivener on there somewhere. Most of the Federals think I'm a businessmen shipping in papers oh you might know my friend here the paper boy you know perhaps 
I don't I don't want to tell you how to, to run your business or anything like that, but yeah. perhaps I can give you a slight suggestion for future for the future uh, of your products. If somehow some very way, well. Somehow, some way, if you can get your products placed in a box that might have maybe a sigil or a stamp or something like that engraved on the bottles. That way, if somebody steals it, you can easily find out what it is, even if they replace the, the paper later. Very smart idea. I'll have to uh, ask my providers if they can do such a thing. I'm not the one that handles that. I merely make sure the shipments are in on time and obtain the profits from it. Okay. Well, I mean, it's just an idea. Um, and it it's a brilliant easier. idea. I like the idea, dear. It's like putting a fingerprint on your product. Exactly. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah, that so mean I'll make the police can find you all, it. Wouldn't that mean that the police can find you all of this, all the ease here? Yeah, but, but nothing like too obvious. Something that might be placed mm -hmm. on perhaps the bottom of the bottle or, you know, something like that. And ladies, ladies, you both make an excellent point. It's definitely something to consider. I mean, that's just something in the future. But what we're going to look into this now. Well, um, if, uh, exactly. If you chatty Cathy's are done giving uh, Mr. Scribner suggestions, I suggest uh, we get ready to plan the sting. I don't mind. I enjoy being in the company of such beautiful women. Yeah, I'll smile at that. Well, I think that the smartest thing for me to do would explore some of the connections that my boyfriend had and see if I can find out through the rumor mill who might be stealing your stuff. That's a fair assessment. It's a good idea. Do whatever you feel is the proper course of action. I'll give you a week, but I do expect a progress report by the end of it. As I said, right. the drops happen on Wednesday and Friday nights, so ensure that you are well prepared before then. What day is it? Not, yeah, I was about to ask. It is, it's Monday by my calendar. Okay. Um, what, now, you said it was rum. Um, is it dark? Rum or is it white rum? It's dark rum. Okay. The best. Quite kind. a fine vintage, I think. Like oh from, yes, of course. Are from the Caribbean? Of course. Listen, I don't uh, deal in cheap bathtub gin, ladies and gentlemen. I, I understand. Um, this might sound like a, a strange request, but would you have to have a sample of that? Well, let's see if he does. I told you they're gonna drink up your profits. Careful, Toots, you're gonna to get drunk, make a fool out of yourself. Hmm. Well, perhaps when you come back with the goods, I will be able to share some with you. Well, the, the, the reason why is if we're doing our investigation and we come across a speakeasy that might have your product, we'd probably be able to identify it by taste. That's a smart assessment. Roll fast talk. <laughs> Honey, if it tastes good, then it's not from a speakeasy. Oh, nope. My, my, I got an 85, so that's, that's mm. no good. Well, I'm certain you'll be able to find it, figure it out by the purity of the, of the product, simply looking okay. at it. As I said, I don't deal in cheap bathtub gin. 
Uh, by the same token, Mr. Scrivener, if you got any more of that paper you passed around earlier, I'll be sure to let you know if I see any of your bills being passed about. Of course. I can recognize it by sight. I'm sure you can. You, you get the impression he's not going to change the initial fairly generous offer just because you suggest it. Well, if Toots can tell rum from rum by tasting it, I can see subtle variations in paper. Look, I think you it would be for the best if you got out and started searching now, rather than sitting here and talking with me. Mr. Scribner, a man after my own heart. Very well, go. And do not fail me in this. As I said before, I do not like failure. Charmed, Mr. Scrivener. <clears throat> Mr. Scrivener, I, I just want to tell you it was a pleasure meeting you today. Exactly. He shakes the gentleman's hands and he takes the lady's hands and kisses them. Off we go. Turns and he starts working on paperwork. All right. I, I want to ask a question to Vicky. Uh, we know that Trixie is here looking for the highest bidder, but uh, what, what's your what's your story, honey? What's what's in this for you? I'm just trying to make you know trying to make a living, and um, and trying to make more of a living uh, than I do on my back. So uh, the American dream. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Dreams of Hey. Uh, that's what I am right now, but I'm trying to retire. Start my own little. Uh, Where Mr. Scrivener's paper is concerned, we are whores today, sweetheart. Well, I am not really one for hiding in the shadows and waiting for somebody to steal the shipment, but I can go and see what information I can come up with. Well, all right. That's, that's, that's a fair that's, assessment. Trixie, I was, I was thinking just that. Why don't we hit up a few speakeasies and see who's, you know. Oh, oh, out. honey, I don't need the competition. You can all feel the temperature rapidly chill as he says this. We probably all have, like, our own contacts that we could, okay. you know, see what trees we can shake. I say uh, suit yourself. Just don't catch any allergies on your way out. Vicky, I thought you had a pretty good suggestion about uh, the gentleman in the hospital who'd been shot. Maybe it'd be worth uh, you going to investigate a little further while me and the yeah. boys plan uh, plan the dirty that. business. I'll do that on my own, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll uh, walk out. And... So now, a question for the GM. Yes. Since we're all kind of in the gangster thing, and we're all in New York. Do we know a bunch of other gangsters, especially, you know, like mafia people and Yeah, there's there's several. Do we have any names? I mean, you have as many names as there are gangs in New York. Okay. So we could just make them up. <laughs> yeah, just make them up right. as you wish. Well, Richie Richie's backstory is he's a waiter at a um, at a restaurant called Defeo's and it's 
it's like a mafioso restaurant. Uh, DeFeo helps hook him up mm-hmm. with some jobs on the side. So that's how he uh, kind of fell in with this job today, uh, just to make some extra money because he was close with his pops. And uh, and part of mm-hmm. what he does at the restaurant is also waits on a lot of gangsters, listens to what they have to say in conversation. And if those conversations are interesting, to report that back to Mr. DeFeo. Hmm. Well, Richie, we might be able to work together. If you see me in that restaurant with one of the boys you don't know me okay but we, but can, I, but I, we can concur later but if i did meet you I, I i i we could talk to mr defeo maybe get you some waitress and work after this if you're hot up so you know. i ain't no waitress or any waitress honey no that would be 10 steps down from where i am right now yeah i know vicky is the one that who who would end up being the waitress right trixie well, Vicky would be three steps up. Friday nights, okay. the restaurant gets busy. I get you both a job. No offer a little something on the side. I'm sure the gentleman that, pa- that patronized the fine DeFeo establishment would be most appreciative of that. At, at the end of the night, uh, Mr. DeFeo, don't mind if we take home uh, some chicken palm. So I, uh, I actually put my arm... Uh, I, I have Richie grab my arm as we're walking, and I say, you know, I am a singer. I could audition for you. Uh, what we uh, really need is a little bit of extra uh, weight stuff help on Friday night, if I'm being honest. No, well, fine. Suit yourself. What what kind of stuff you sing there, Trixie? Let's, uh, why don't we hear a little tune? <sighs> Maybe later. Yeah, I gotta rest your voice, of course. Don't want to overwork it. So, if I have this right, um, Victoria's gonna go look into the man at the hospital. Uh, Trixie and Richie are gonna go look into their contacts, and the rest of you are gonna go deal with um, supervising the drop point? That's my gay plan. I'm uh, more of a classic gangster if you will so i probably have uh have the uh equipment on me right now i'd probably go down and survey the docks and just kind of set up set up what the uh the operation might look like where where they're going to bring in the crates possible entry points that kind of thing all right all right so i think we'll go with uh victoria first at the hospital um so before I go to the hospital, I'll go and change it to something a bit more business-like, not my end of the but like some, something more conservative. Yes, business, um, not business. Right. And I'll, um, I'll head to the hospital, and I'm going to, I don't even know this, this uh, young, young man's name, but I'm going to try to get in to see... Uh, any individual who's come in with bullet wounds, basically. And okay, I'm so. To, and I'm going to be uh, disguising myself more or less as a reporter. Okay, all right. All right. Do you have disguise as a skill? No, but I have fast talk. Okay, that's fine. So, you walk into the hospital and uh, the receptionist greets you and asks who you're here to see. And I'll I'll say um, source you know I have a source that t- tells me that uh, 
there was a young man who, who uh, suffered uh, a bullet wound. I hear from the New York Times to interview him to see who, you know, who you, you don't know. have a name, a description. How many people show up in here with bullet wounds? A lot of people. It's New York, honey. I mean, within the last 24 hours. I would say um, there have been about 10 or so people in the last 24 hours. Wow. It's been an unusually slow day. Wow. The latest was a young man who came in at midnight last night. He, uh, pretty extensive wounds. He was on death's door last I saw. I think this is the one I'm, I'm looking for. All right, that would be, uh, would be, uh, Tony Bolzeski. He's up in the, in room 410. I can get you in to see him. I mean, right. any particular reason you'd like to interview him? Um, I'm just doing a write-up on the rising crime in New York City, in this particular area. And I'm not even going to make you roll fast talk. She buys it. She's overworked, and she's underpaid, and she's tired, so she buys it. She's, she's but, tired? Man, does she, yeah. like, has that, that, that appearance like she's been here all night, or... Yes, very much so. Um, I will pull out, like, maybe $2, and I'll say, um, here, if you look tired and look like you're about to get off, you know, treat yourself to breakfast and get yourself some coffee and get some rest, too. You know, I, I slide oh, that. That's, that's very generous of you. I, I appreciate and, that. And I say, you know, thank you. I mean, this this may help launch my career. So thank you. All right. Yeah. No, she's happy about that. She takes some money and she lets you go up to see Mr. Baldeski. Right. And you go in and you find him lying on the bed. He is doing slightly more more but he's doing slightly better than apparently he was the night before i mean he's hooked up to all sorts of like tubes and stuff but he's awake and he is sort of alert you can see he has some substantial stitch wounds from where they took the bullets out and apparently has a collapsed lung judging by their their treatment of him as far as you can tell he's on one of those machines those uh <laughs> machines that helps him breathe or whatever they yeah yeah he is Okay. Um, anybody else in here with him? No, it's just there. you. Okay. Because he doesn't even seem to notice you enter. All right, so I'll enter and I'll close the door. Mm -hmm. And I'll walk up to him and um, I imagine that there would be like a tray of, you know, water and whatever. That, you know, yeah. Possible yeah. Stuff. So I'll, mm -hmm. pour, I'll, I'll pour him a little cup of water and I'll uh, walk over to him and I'll get a straw and I have him drink and I'm like, we, we're going to need to talk. We need to have a little palaver. Okay. Who are you then? Uh, I work for a... We know you. I am working for uh, a mutual acquaintance of ours. You, uh, you look you look familiar. Do, do I know you from... Gosh, I could swear I know your face from somewhere. I have one of those faces. But um, I'm here to, 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 to ask you, what exactly happened last night? 
I'll, uh, guess I don't mind sharing my story. I, I was, uh, picking up a, uh, shipment, you see? I was hired on to make sure a, uh, a very important piece of cargo got I know brought about to... Cargo, and I know about the, the, the ship and, and your, your job. What I'm, what I'm asking is, what happened? How did, how, how did this happen? And I point to his wounds, basically. Tell me everything from, from your point of view. Well, we were going to pick up the cargo and uh, about two or three people ambushed us from behind. It was real dark. I didn't see faces, but uh, one looked kind of scrawny, rat-like, I guess. It was about as close as I could figure. Scrawny and, and rat-like, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other two? The other two were big, burly guys. Okay. Did anybody... Uh while they were attacking, did, he, did you hear a name, or um, did they let slip anything that you might remember? They said, uh, something something about a man named, uh, named Joey, something like that. I think it might have been one of the guy's names. Joey? Yeah. But, uh... Did these men look familiar to you like i said i didn't like, see faces i didn't i couldn't you tell see, really see okay um it's too dark you know you said that they they uh, ambushed you from behind um yeah i got i was trying to pick up the crate and the next thing i know pow pow just lead poisoning okay um, bleed bleeding all over collapse from the blood loss they this might, I mean, you might not be able to help me here, but I'm going to ask anyway. Um, I imagine you were shot and you fell to the ground and you were bleeding out. Did you happen to notice which direction they ran? They ran, I, I want to say, off to uh, off to the north. I, I'm assuming they had their, their car over by the the uh, road over there on Leary Street. And they, they were carrying the, the crates over there. I want to say they took about five crates. So they, 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 so they basically, did they pull the car up towards the docks and load it up that way, or were they just grabbing the crates and going off and you just didn't see? Well, I'm, I'm assuming they had the, their car by the street and that they pulled it up onto the street, but I didn't see them actually grab it. And I just saw them grab it and run. All right. Um, I know this guy is all shot up and everything like that, but what is his... What does he really like? What does he look like beyond the bandages and stuff? Is he how's he built? He's built fairly muscular, so you 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 know he would have had to be taken from behind. Otherwise, they it was a cheap shot. There was okay. there was no way that three people could have taken him on on their own without ambushing him and cheap shotting him. Okay, um, I'll I'll go ahead and I'll you know grab some more water for him and maybe some painkillers. And I'll, I'll hand them to him. And I say, you know, and I'll seemingly, uh, I'll change the subject and I'll say, you know, you seem like you're, you know, one of those fellas that are into to cars. Yeah, actually, a little bit. Why? Can you, would you be able to tell maybe the make and model just by the sound of the engine? Yeah. Yeah, probably. It sounded like a Ford to me. Ford? 
board had to be large enough um, in order yeah. to carry five crates. How big were these crates? I'd say they were probably. It would. They would. You could only carry one at a time. Um, and you would be able to carry one at a time by yourself, or did you need uh, a second person to ca help carry it? No. I'm just trying to figure out the dimensions of it. So it's just like one big box then. One large box, yeah. Okay, but not like the kind you uh, like the kind you ship uh, precious cargo in, yeah. Yeah. But not long enough for not like a no four or five foot long. No, something more four by four, something like that, something like that. Okay. Okay. And you said they how many crates did they take off of your hands like? About five. I think they thought I was dead because I saw him come back and grab more. Okay. Well, they just ambushed you, and, but they didn't drop any other names besides Joey. No, they're real careful about it. Okay. Okay. Um, I think I have enough information. Anything else that you can remember that you might think might help? No. No. Okay. No, not really. I'm a little off my, my off my board. I, I'm painkillers, hon. I I I get it. I'm, you know, don't mean to uh, to drill you like this, but uh, I'm just. Well, I already to... got drilled. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, I will tuck away my little notepad and um, I'll get ready to leave. I'll actually kiss him on his forehead and I'll say, "Now you get better." And uh, so that uh, you can get back to work and you know, yeah. we'll find out who, who, who did this to you, all right? And we'll get gotcha. back to the, the merchandise. Thanks, son. You take care of yourself. You too. And I'll leave. All right. Okay, so the people who are looking for more information, that would be Trixie and Richie. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna go over to the uh, to the restaurant, talk to Mr. DeFeo. All right. Well, when you go over to the restaurant, you happen to see another familiar face over there. It's Big Jer. He's he's sitting. He's uh chilling and uh having some spaghetti, some fine spaghetti. Hey, Big Jer, how you doing? Well, I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for asking. Oh yeah, how's your how's your mama? She's doing uh, she's doing good. Oh, that, that's real nice. That's real nice. Tell tell us that hi, yeah. Yeah, of course I will. Uh, say while while I see you, uh, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. What's the, what's the question? You've been hearing about any uh, trouble down by the riverfront by the docks? Well, that all depends on what you mean by trouble. Talking about the kind of trouble that we uh, tend to engage and find ourselves in from time to time. Oh, that kind of trouble. Yeah, I, I probably heard of, I heard of some rumors around there. Yeah, yeah, about some uh, import-export uh, action getting interrupted. Yep, I definitely heard about that. You, you, you have any any idea who's who's behind all that? 
not not really. Um, if I know, I will definitely let I will definitely let you know. I'd appreciate it. How's the meatballs today? You know, like always, very very good. All right. Well, it's good to see you. Tell your mom I said hi. Yeah, I will. All right. And if you hear anything else, let me know. I appreciate it. Yep. It occurs to you, uh, Richie, that Big Chair might be very useful in uh, helping the people who are going to be down by the docks. Okay. You know, may maybe uh, keep him in mind for when you guys finally close the net, so to speak. Yeah, well, I'm going to let the man finish his spaghetti right now. <clears throat> I finished that spaghetti, so you do not regret it. Well, if you want to recruit him into your little gang, uh, I got some contacts I can go make. Yeah, I thought you were so out, out, of, out of character for a second. I, I thought it was our plan here coming into the restaurant where you're going to kind of like mingle. After I told you what kind of establishment this was, you said, well, if you see me with a, uh, actually, guy, a man actually, at the restaurant. You, you kind of roped me into that just now. I was not intending on going to the restaurant. Okay. I was just saying that if you see me there with somebody, Okay, gotcha. We don't know each other. Well, in, in fact, Trixie, there are some of your contacts here. Yeah, but I don't want... Now, see, it ruins everything, because now they see me with this guy. All right, sure. Uh, <laughs> in, here, in here, I'm just to help, sweetheart. Yeah, I mean, he's a waiter. I mean, if you like, I can introduce well, then him. Why don't you sit me at a table like a gentleman? I'm off the clock, but why don't you sit down right there? I'll bring you the best thing in the house. Just something light. Hey, Dottie. It's a salad. I'll y'all back to the kitchen. Hey, hey, Dottie, prep me up a 24-inch meatball sub. So I, uh, I'm a lady. I don't eat sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> uh, when you taste this sandwich, sweetheart, you're going to want to eat the whole 24 oh, inches. Christ. Um, so who do I see? Do I see uh, uh, maybe Paul and Saul Manichetti, the, the Manichetti yeah. brothers? Yes, you do. Paul, Saul, and I, I just immediately get up and I walk over to their table. Ah, it's fancy meeting you here, sweetheart. Yeah. You know, I just was walking by and I thought I'd get a little something to eat. You mind if I join you? Oh, no. Sit right down, hon. Hmm. I always walk at our table. Yeah, and I give him a smile and then I sort of look a little depressed and, um, you know. So what's, what's the deal with your... Uh... Your boyfriend, he uh, get over his uh, allergies or? No, no. No, I'm afraid oh. he's not going to have any allergies anymore. So, Poor thing. Must, yeah. be, must be miserable and lonely without him. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I guess I tried to tell him. I tried to tell him, you know, you got to watch out for those bullets. As I walk by, hey, Paul and Saul, how y'all doing? No, you know what? We're doing pretty all right. I mean, unfortunately, our uh, friend here has a little bit of a, have been having a rough time. Oh, I'm sorry to hear about that, sweetheart. Uh, how's y'all's mom? Tell her I said hi. Oh, she's doing, she's doing all right so far. All right. And as I, <laughs> as I walk by to the back, I, I whisper to Trixie, you're going to have to choose one, sweetheart. Be quiet and let me work. They don't share everything. 
So, Paul, um, I was wondering, do you know if uh, Giovanni Bartolucci is in town? I think he is. Uh, last, yeah. last I heard, he was uh, probably going to head over to the Blue Heaven Ballroom for some drinks. Yeah, I wanted to go in uh, and see him for a while because, you know, he was a friend of... Uh, of my boyfriends, and uh, I just wanted to talk to him a bit and see how he's doing. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, he he, he normally uh, heads over to the Blue Heaven on Friday nights, as far as I know. Might be able to get some information out of him there. Hmm. How about Vinny Carleone? No, I don't think I've seen him uh, recently. Mm. Not, not, not around here, anyway. Heard well, he got some trouble with the feds. I guess right now I'm kind of doing the rounds and visiting everybody and seeing how they're all doing. It's good to know. How about, um, you know, Sammy? Sammy the Knife? We don't, uh, and he kind of looks at his brother kind of regretfully. We, uh, we don't talk about what happened to Sammy. Ah. Uh, well, Jesus Christ, is this a, a sandwich for a a, a ginormous woman? What the hell am I supposed to do with this? Just gotta, you just gotta put it in your mouth, real slow, Trixie. You guys want, you guys want to share this with me? There's no way that I can possibly eat all of this sandwich. Uh, no, no problem, sweetheart. We'll, we'll, we'll take it off your hands for you. Help you out with that. <sighs> anyway, um, I just have have um, small talk with them. Uh, this is not really my, this was not my plan at all. Yeah, I mean, so. well, it's pretty clear they don't know anything about what happened with the shipments at the docks. They're, they know about as much about Scribner as you know about Scribner. Well, I, I wouldn't talk to him at all about any of that. Okay, That's so yeah, you just make small talk. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice lunch. My intention is to visit these people in their homes and play the sad the sad woman who's lost her, her boyfriend and maybe get around to asking them if they have i could really use some rum hmm. and see if they have like really expensive rum in which case i'm going to be like oh clue number one <laughs> hmm. those are my character well, let me check something that's why I'm, I, I'm not really interested in visiting Giovanni at, at, a, at a bar or at a nightclub. I want to visit him at home. All right. Well, <laughs> well, uh, one of the brothers kind of turns out. He's like, oh, yeah, I, uh, I heard uh, Giovanni's been getting into the rum shipping business. Really? Apparently he's been buying from, from, a, new, from a new guy. Hmm. Apparently the shipments I have like, been. Uh, I like rum. It's one of my favorite drinks. Yeah, that some real good rum, too. Machine. Real premium, I hear. Real premium stuff, I hear. Well, I won't bother you anymore. Please, if you want the rest of that sandwich, enjoy. I I have to go. And I, More for us, hey. I, I giggle it is a really I, good sandwich. I get up and I giggle and I, I make googly faces at them and then I leave. Off you go. All right, well. You can go to somebody else. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, let's go to the people at the docks. And as for uh, 
as for Big Jer, you you've overheard enough at this point. You've you've heard uh, there's some there's some information going down, and uh, Richie has slid you a note explaining the situation and saying he might be able to use some help. Um, you know, he seems he seems to trust you for the most part. Yep, I'm a pretty trustworthy guy. So, uh, I will presumably. I'm gonna say you are gonna join them at the docks, just because. Yeah. yeah. That is out of, character, out of character, you kind of got, and I want you to be involved as well. So. Yep. The docks. Well, not a lot seems to happen at the docks at first. It's mid midday, but uh, for the, for the most part, things are fairly quiet. You see, the dock actually is fairly large. It looks like there's a small area where ships would dock and um spot hidden is that all of us that's down, down there yeah pretty uh, standard dock 46 so that's a pass for me i i got an 06 nice all right all right so those of you who make it you see there is an area kind of off to one side of the dock that is like into the water I don't know what's in progress. But yeah, there's like a area off off of the dock. It's kind of a covered dock with like enclosement around it and some 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 rocks that would be like hard to get around, but there's a little gap that you think might be enough space for a small boat to get into, like a rowboat. Off the back there is another area and since you got the 06, you happen to see this. There's an area where it looks like maybe the uh, wood could be shifted out of the way somewhat, and people carrying a large crate would be able to move through. So this is definitely the drop point. So question for the GM. So what, what we're looking yes. at is um, sort of a, it, it's an enclosure, if you will, um, yeah, where they're storing area. the crates? Okay. Yeah, it's an enclosed area that encompasses the whole dock. This dock is several, several feet long. Um, halfway on the beach, halfway into the water, as a dock would normally be. And the area that's on the shore is fairly well enclosed, so you couldn't get in there normally. And you're not supposed to, but there are areas you could definitely see that someone could sneak in and store stuff under there. What would we need to get into something like this? What would you need to get in there? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Um... We're talking about just some basic passes that we need to make up to be able to just move freely, or would they expect someone with uniforms and? Uh, oh no, this is an this is an old, old, unused dock. Like most people, most people don't use this area. This is pretty much a deprecated port. Okay. And just out of curiosity, what kind of what, what time of year is this? What's the weather like out now? It is the middle of October, so it's pretty chilly. A little chilly on the side of the water here, huh? Mm -hmm. So, uh, so we're basically approaching the dock, and and I see uh, Big Jer, and I I greet him. Hey, Big Jer, yeah, what uh, what brings you down here? I I heard there's some uh, something happening at the docks, uh, so that's why I came down here. You came to the right place. It's uh, just like old times, right? I mean, it's been a, been a number of years since we pulled that job. Oh yeah, well uh, definitely, it's been a been a few years. How's it going? Oh, not bad, not bad at all. I'd like to introduce you to my friend uh, Sam Bowie. 
uh, nicknamed the paper boy if uh, you catch my drift. Yeah, I catch your drift, and I I kind of give him a kind of like a welcome kind of thing, like. Sure. All right. Hey there, Big Jer. I I I extend my hand. Uh, shake your hand. I give I give you uh, I give you handshake right there. Excellent. So I don't know how many details uh, you've got, but uh, essentially what we're looking for here is a stolen shipment, if you will. So, you know, just like in the old days when we used to plan these jobs, thought it made sense for a couple of us to head down here and take a look at how we might have done it in the past and see if we uh, can't set them up and catch them in the act, if you if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I definitely know what you're saying. Uh, by the way, uh, what kind of shipment are we talking about? Best we can tell, uh, some some larger crates similar to the ones that you see around here, but uh, these ones happen to be specially filled with rum. Yeah, some real nice Caribbean rum. I me, I sure like some rum. <laughs> well, well, we're not uh, here to drink it. We're here to figure out who's stealing it. They're coming in and and, uh, and shooting up the place and and, uh, and and stealing it when it comes in. From uh, from just a quick look around here, I can see that there's a number of options in terms of getting boats in and out. Uh, Big Jer, is there is there anything that catches your eye? You've always had a had a knack for this kind of thing. Yeah, I I basically uh, tell you about the uh, that one area that kind of people, the one area that I spotted hidden there. Mhm. Mm All right. You think if you manage to push it just right, you could probably get in there and look around? Come on, let's. If you want to help me there, let's push this uh, okay. off to the side. So I'll help Big Jer uh, attempt to open the open the uh, rough opening, I guess. Okay, strength rolls. Okay, let's see here. 65, I get an 87, so as big as I am, I was not able to move it. I'm having a weak day. Lifted, pretty, I lifted, lifted arms yesterday. I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty heavy. I'm sure pooling your strength together, you could open it. Big Jerry, you want to help a brother out, or? <laughs> yeah, like I said, I just, I just hit it right on the, uh, the mark. So, got a 65, you need a 65. All right. Okay. So yeah. You're like okay. No. Let me show you how it's done. And you kind of just ooh, and shoulder yourself into the just, area underneath. That one fell swoop. That's how it's done. Yeah, that's how it's done. You head Damn on boy, in. Been hitting the gym a bit, huh? You didn't skip yeah. leg day. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. No, I did not. Uh, so you uh, head into the area under the docks. As you would expect, it's pretty dark and chilly and wet down there. and uh, You can hear the waves kind of lapping a little bit off the shore through the rocks. You can definitely see, looking down the dock area, um, how boats can kind of get in through between the rocks. It's, it's pretty clear. They dock onto the, sh the shore. There's an area where they move it all up onto the shore, and there's some netting where it appears to cover an area where there would be crates. Right now, there are 10 crates there. Apparently, the drop has already been made. They have not been stolen yet. You've beaten out the people who apparently come here. It is around 11 o'clock 
in the morning. So. Well, this is a this is a good sign. Mr. Scribner's goods are still here, and uh, I'd be bad if we uh, we went, we didn't get down here in time to stop the the initial heist. Now this is, this is Monday though. Yeah, I, I thought that his drops were just on Wednesday, and was it Wednesday or Friday? Wednesday and Friday. But there's a there's a were we we supposed to find this here? Is this supposed to be here? That's a good question. Is it supposed to be there? I would double check the crates. Uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about, so I will go check. I will kind of just check the crates. Uh, yeah, Jared, can you help us open up one of these? Let's just take a look and be real cautious now. Be real cautious, but we just want to see if there's some bottles in here. We don't want to mess up Mr. Scrivener's merchandise. Oh, Mr. this is Mr. Scrivener's uh, rum. Yeah, yeah, you know, you yeah. don't want to be messing around with him. No, 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 no. You do not want to mess around with that guy. My God, you don't want to mess around with that guy. Literally, the last person who messed around with that guy, he came, He went in looking like a Monet. He came out looking like a Picasso. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I will, uh, first of all, I will kind of look on the crate, see if there's any uh, distinguishing marks. You know, if it actually, if there's any on the crates. If not, then I will open up one of the crates and see what's inside. Yeah, the distinguishing mark on the crate seems pretty normal. I mean, it's it's got a mark branded into the wood with a N S for N Scrivener. Okay. Seems to be his calling card in a little circle. Opening it up is actually a fairly simple task. If you have a crowbar, do you have a crowbar? I should have a crowbar. All right, then roll your strength. I make it with 57. All right. So you lever open the crate and you peek inside and it's fairly well packed. There's like several little compartments and each one of them is singly equipped with, at least they would be equipped with several bottles because as you uh, look into the crate, you notice this is definitely not rum in the shipment. Somebody got here and replaced all the bottles. Where there's not bottles in there. What's what's in that box? There's bottles in the box. Come come but look. It's not, it's not dark rum in the box. It sure doesn't look like dark rum to me, boys. Can you tell what it is? No, I can tell what it is. And I will pick up. I will pick up the bottle. Kind of look at it. Kind of. Well, it's clear for one. It looks like light rum, but you don't know if it is light rum. It looks like the bottle may have been opened slightly can i can i like open up the top sure and uh just smell it oh it doesn't smell like alcohol it smells like nothing there's water in that bottle <sighs> someone's been messing around with this this is weird well the same the product yep to sam's point these this shipment wasn't even supposed to be here yet yeah this doesn't make any sense here y you know what uh, I'm almost thinking we should check each of these crates to see if it's all bottles of the same kind. If we go back to Mr. Scrivener, he's going to want the full picture of what's happening here. Exactly. Yeah. It's a great call. I will basically try and open up another one of those boxes. Yeah, you pretty easily open it up, and 
this one does happen to have rum in it, like actual dark rum. Okay. Well, Scribner had mentioned them, uh, and I know Big Jerry, you weren't around to hear this, but uh, Scribner did mention that they only take part of the shipment every time. Really? Yeah, I, I wonder if this has something to do with it. If they're not only taking it, but they're they're trying to cover up their tracks by replacing it with uh, with phony phony crates. That's yeah. a good assessment. That that can be. It's. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna touch this. Uh, like I know it's from, so I'm not gonna really touch it. I'm just gonna kind of leave it there. Hmm. Why don't we put the uh, Why don't we put the, the lids back on these just to make sure that you know, uh, you know, if someone walk just walks by or stumbles in here, they don't just you know get wise to it. Yeah, good idea. No, that is a really smart idea. Um, well, those of you those of you who are at Scrivener's make a knowledge roll real fast or an intelligence roll. Okay, that's that's the docs. Those of you who were yeah, those at the docs and those of you. Who talked to Scrivener earlier? I mean, so do I, yeah. do I need to make yes. a roll? Not you, Big Jer. You weren't there. Me too? Uh, no, the I people who are at the docks right now, Trixie. Yeah, I just came in under the wire, but I made it. All right, okay, Sam. So you recall that Mr. Scrivener told you that a group of people tried to get the shipment that was last sent but they were ambushed, and then half the crates got taken. So, this might be the shipment from last Friday that never got picked up, and you're just now finding it. That never got picked up. So maybe he doesn't move the shipment out as soon as it comes in, and he does let it sit here a little bit. That's That seems or surprising said- to me, though. I would expect... Or huh? he sent he sent the guys to go pick it up, but then they got ambushed mid run. How big are these crates? Are we are we talking like big milk crates, or are we talking uh, like huge crates? They're big wooden crates. They're four by four big wooden crates. Okay, not something Shipping we can just throw in the back of a car then. Well, you could probably pick it up and throw it in the back of the car. It's big enough you can lift it. Yeah, how many could we fit in a car? Probably fit about five in your car. Did Mr. Scribner seem to think that uh, he did? He seem to know if uh, or imply that he uh, some of the rum should still be there? I mean, this seems to me to be a surprise that this much is just sitting here and no one's guarding it, and you know, it's just kind of hanging out here. Yeah, that is a little strange, isn't it? Well, if, uh, if the boys he sent to pick it up got taken down, like uh, Vicky's going to visit that one gentleman in the hospital, uh, maybe they got away with as much as they could and then uh, didn't want to risk coming back for it uh, until later. What do you think, Jack? Do you think we should try to take this back right straight to Scrivener? Or, you know, or do you think of stuff, um, you'd be part, you, maybe he don't want it on the premises there? I, well, I just feel yeah. weird about leaving it here, you know, just letting it sit here. No, I, I think you're right. Um, I, you know, from best I can tell, these uh, they got they got away with half the shipment, so it wouldn't surprise me if they came back from the other half, uh, even if uh, even before Wednesday or Friday when when they make the other shipment. So, wouldn't hurt to to set up the sting a little bit early. I don't think. 
Yeah, That's no, I, idea. I, to, I totally agree. Maybe like I would, maybe we should come back tomorrow. Or even tonight. Yeah, I was, I was thinking more, uh, more this evening. Maybe we uh, take a, take a surveillance of the surrounding landscape. And like I said, Big Jerry, maybe, maybe talk through how we might have gone about doing the job and, and set up a trap appropriately. Yeah, sounds like they, they, they were making their, uh, their move at night. So that's probably the time to try to catch them here. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, best thing to do is we should just, you know, come back later. You know? All right. All right. Well, before you go to leave, I need someone to roll a spot hidden for me. I passed with an 18. Yeah, I got a hard success. 22. Awesome. Well, all of you happen to notice a little slip of paper that seems to be stuck between two of the crates, and you pick it up, and it looks like it's an address label. The kind of address label that would be stuck over onto a crate showing where it's supposed to be shipped, and it gives the address of a uh, speakeasy you happen to know, the Blue Heaven Ballroom on Calhoun Street. I... Dave, do you remember this, uh... this, uh... Blue Heaven Ballroom? There, uh... Jack? Roll intelligence. Roll intelligence, you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 16. Yeah. Or 19. Yeah. You know about the Blue Heaven Ballroom, and you know it actually, looking at some of the gangs that uh, are active in New York, is owned by the Bonato Gang, a rather infamous gang that does specialize in rum shipments as well. Bonato with a L? Bonato with a B. Oh, okay. B O N A T O. Looks, uh, looks like these rum shipments were uh, headed to that speakeasy uh, run by the Bonato gang. Yeah, well, that would... Does it look like that, that label came off one of the replacement boxes, or one of the, or were these all the, all look like they were the original boxes? It looks like the, that the people who stole it, the people from the Bonato gang, they uh, dropped this label in their haste to get away. Uh. Well, I uh, I have a suggestion uh, to Sam's earlier comment. I think uh, think it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to uh, simply simply leave the rum here. So maybe we uh, we play a trick on whoever came on and stole it and get the good rum out of here. Replace the crates with water, and that way we get uh, Mr. Scrivener his payment for what's left of the shipment. I'm sure he'll be pleased with that, and then we can still set up the sting with the remaining crates. Well, he definitely said he wanted to know who was doing it, and he wanted us to bring back anything we found. So I, I, I'm assuming he wants us to bring this back to him. Yeah, really yeah. Cool. he would no. be very pleased. Yes. Yeah, so sure. let's uh, let's let's get him the rum, but let's leave the crates and make it look like the ship is still here. Think That's we can pack this idea. in the car? Okay. Maybe we just take some of the packaging out of the boxes to help, so they don't just smash around in the trunk. It's a good call, Sam. Let's do that. Yeah. Can we pull right, the car right. over here so we can do it without carrying this stuff back and forth all over the place? Sure, but I'm going to remind you that it does look a little bit fishy to have your car on the beach, so I'm going to need you to use stealth to make sure that nobody makes it, nobody notices this. Oh, so this is like really down on the beach. This isn't in a like a pier or something like that. No, it's not like a pier pier. It's like on the beach. 
But you can I, still uh, probably drive onto the beach. I I, st I stealthed forty nine out of fifty, so <laughs> not super sneaky, but <laughs> sneaky enough. <laughs> well, yeah. just enough to drive the car down onto the beach. You are now designated driver. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Drive it before we we sample some of the rum ourselves. You're gonna sample some of the rum yourself. Go ahead. Now, well, I'll hold off. I have I have some driving to do. Yeah, I mean, good good call. Plus, Scrivener wouldn't be very happy if you kind of cheaped him out of some of his rum like that. Fair enough. Well, yeah, he seems generous enough. I bet when we bring this back, he he'll, he'll let us have a sip. It's a good call. That's what I hope because apparently he has some really good rum. All right, so uh, we're going to go ahead and load up um, what bottles we can uh, into the back okay. of the car, and then uh, I would like to replace those crates back in their original location. All righty. Uh, I need you to roll sleight of hand to make sure it's all. Oh, sleight of hand. Yeah, yeah I, I got that. I do as well. I missed it 44 out of 30. Sleight of hand is... I got a 57 out of 75. Nice. 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 Yeah. So you pretty handily managed to get the rum out of the containers uh, and put the crates back where they go. It looks like nobody was ever there. Perfect. The rum is safely in your car. All right, gentlemen, I say we uh, take this back to Scrivener uh, per Sam's uh, idea and uh, see if he'll, he wants us to take it the rest of the way to its final destination. Might as well check in with him first. Yeah, that's a good idea. Then let's let's show him this paper we found here too. That's a great idea. Good Big Gear, are you with us? Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I will definitely follow you. Uh, All right. So the the three amigos are headed back to uh, Scrivener. Alrighty. I think that might be a good point for everybody to go meet up, actually, with what they found out. I think that's awesome. Let's do it. All right. Yep. So I'm assuming you all kind of come back together at Scrivener's with what information you have. You head on up and you park. Your, you guys park your car out of the way so nobody can tell that you were there. Um. And you you find yourselves up in the office again, and he he invites you back. And he's like, "Well, wasn't expecting to see you here again so soon. Who's your friend?" Mr. Scrivener, this is uh, uh, well, this is Big Jer. He uh, he he gave us a hand today, and uh, actually did a quite a good job helping us uh, locate your uh, well, at least five crates of your booze. Yeah, Big Jer and I go way back. He's uh, he's about as trustworthy as they come. We've pulled off plenty of jobs together in the past. I'd say if you trust me, you should trust him as well. Well, oh, I'll take your word for it. Pleasure to meet you. And uh, Big Jer, I'll give the same description I gave the others. Mr. Scrivener is a uh, kind of tall, slender gentleman, dark-haired, dark-eyed, has kind of a very shrewd, business-like look to him, though he has kind of like a youthful, boyish look. Okay. Well then, I suppose you have it in the car then. How did you manage to obtain the rum so quickly? Uh, we went right down to the, uh, uh, the drop-off point and actually found ten crates there but only five of them still had it in there, and it looked like five of them were filled with, I don't know, piss water or something like that. 
Yeah. They uh, mm-hmm. and so we left the crates, but we brought the booze. Just uh, it was easier to transport it that way, and we figured if you needed us to drop it somewhere, we could drop it somewhere for you. Clever of you. Well, Actually, I do I do store most of my uh, shipments over at uh, Warehouse 4E over on Dock Street. If you could please take it there, that'd be very much appreciated. Warehouse 4E? You say it was Dock Street? Yes, Dock Street. Yeah, based on everything we saw, your uh, initial assessment of the, the scene was dead on. It had to have been a small crew. They were only able to get away with five of the initial crates, and as Sam mentioned, we... we replace the crates because we're sure they'll come back for the other half of the shipment could be as soon as tonight so mm-hmm. want to make sure we're ready for them yeah so uh, so you said you found a piece of information considering who exactly stole it we found a piece of paper here with uh blue heaven ballroom on it and that yeah. has to has to do with the bonados it was down Trixie. in there, tucked between the crates. Trixie, you have any history with these bananos? You seem to know quite a few folks. Trixie doesn't appear to be there. Oh, she's not here yet? Nope, she's visiting friends. The so. only thing Trixie found was a belly full of meatballs. <laughs> I, thought we had, I, I thought we had all met back at Scribner's at that point. So, my apologies. I, I haven't found anything out, so there's no reason why I would go back. Gotcha, fair enough. And all I right, only well. ate one meatball. <laughs> They're very big meatballs. They're as big as your head. All right, well. I only ate Scrivener one half kind of, of a meatball. <laughs> Scrivener looks at the piece of paper, and he's like, the Bonato gang. Damn it, I knew it would have been them. They've been rivals of mine for years. Well, good work, gentlemen. I will wait until the others arrive back before I give you any more information concerning what I would like you to do next. Consider this a job well done. I, just a quick question for you. Was this, uh, was this kind of what happened last time that they, they, they robbed you? Did they, they leave part of the shipment there or swap out bottles like this? We were kind no, of surprised to find anything there at all. No, they've been more sophisticated lately. I'd estimate there's still shipments. There was just, yeah. I'd estimate there were still shipments there because the people I had sent on Friday to pick up the shipment just didn't finish the job. They got ambushed. Hmm. Of course, why am I paying them if they don't finish the job? Uh, Mr. Scriven, if you don't mind me asking, what is it you uh, you plan to do next with these uh, Bonato boys? I'm going to think on that and I think get back to you. Once everybody is gathered together again. And then we'll plan from there. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's finish up by going to Trixie, because I want to finish up her stuff. Okay. All right, Trixie. So I'm assuming you go and visit Mr. Giovanni, based on the tip you got from the... uh, Gosh, my... From well, the uh, ask them. the management, the yeah, management. Chitty brothers, right? Based on so, the tip you got. So, Mr. Giovanni, um, how are you doing? I know I've been better, sweetheart. You heard about Anthony? Oh yeah, shame. He was a good guy. Yeah, it's just my nerves have gone completely shot since he was gone. He was my rock. Mm. Poor thing. Hey, listen, I uh, came into possession of some uh, nice rum over here. Why don't I pour you some? 
Oh, that would be nice. Right, so you know he uh, makes you a cup of rum and he heads it over. Wow! Oh, cheers. This is some cheers, nice sir. rum. Oh yeah, it's real nice, nice shit. We uh, look at this. This is delicious. This is nothing like that nasty stuff they got at the speakeasy. Yeah, they. Uh, from what I understand, the uh, Bonato gang they they came into possession of a really really nice supplier apparently. Sandy Bonato. No, the uh, the what? Sandy Sandy Bonato. I don't think there's a there's a guy named Sandy in their gang, but yeah, one of the brothers. Don't you remember? Oh gosh, I've had a few. I'm sorry. I uh, yeah, yeah. Aren't they? Well, I forget. They've got who's in charge of the Bonatos? Which one of the Bonatos is in charge? Gosh, I've never talked with them much, babe. I don't know. Well, that's some nice rum. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. Um, as, far, as far as I know, we want more they come from. Uh, Blue Heaven supposedly is serving it now. Really? They're serving this nice yeah. stuff to just the common folk? Well, you know, they've, uh, they apparently think that they can... Uh, get a better profit that way. Well, I hope they're charging enough for it. <laughs> From what wow. I hear, they are. I, and it's such a pretty label. Oh, yes, I think so, too. You know, uh, you know, Anthony, he used to, he, he used to collect, for, when I first met him, he collected bottles from fancy wines and stuff like this, and I convinced him we just didn't have the room for all of those bottles. So he started collecting uh, the labels off the bottles. Mm -hmm. Would you mind? It's kind of a, you know, he, he died and uh, yeah. I've kind of continued the whole thing. Would you mind if I took the label off of this? Well, fast talk, Trixie. All right. How about charm? <laughs> or charm. Charm will work. Any interpersonal skill. All right. Uh, 57 out of 75. <laughs> well, I can't Charm say no to a pretty lady. Charm out the wazoo. I can't say nice to a pretty lady like you. Uh, oh, you're yeah, such a go wonderful. ahead and take it. I always thought you were one of the, I always thought you were the best of the Batalucci family, the classiest guy. Well, I try real hard, sweetheart. And he kind of pulls the label off the bottle and he gives it to you. There you go. Okay. And we chit-chat a little bit more, and then I leave. Yeah. All righty. Um, so I'm going to head right back Now over. everybody should be able to. All right. Yeah, now I go back over. So shall we say that while they're having their conversation, I come in? And, and media res, I'm saying, hey, uh, when we was at uh, Mr. DeFeo's, that broad Trixie, I got it a big meatball sub. I thought maybe she'd eat half, maybe one of the meatballs. She ate the whole fucking thing. I ain't seen nobody take on a meatball sub like that since Fat Freddy last summer. What's everybody talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Trixie, Trixie uh, walks in on this and was like, oh. the fair lady joins us. I, Please uh, sit down. I, I, well, instead of sitting down, I, I sort of strut over to the table and I lay the label on the table and I say, uh, 
the Bonato boy, the Bonato gang, I think, is behind it. Is that your label? It's exactly my label, actually. Good find. You see, boys? We already figured that out two hours ago. Who did you well, see? Well, you found it out around the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's not exactly them finding it out two hours ago, so much as uh, you fortuitously both found out at the same time. Well, well and I didn't what about recover. Tom? I'm afraid I didn't recover any any rum, but uh, I know where it is now. Hmm. I'm sorry. Oh. Did you say something to me? No, I said nothing to you. No, I thought uh, uh, Kurt did. I think nah. Kurt has gone a wall. Nah, five minutes ago, two hours ago, my father time. I, I I'm sorry. I thought I heard you say Tom. You must not have said Tom. Well, you've so, done admirably so far. I think this is more than enough information to uh, deal with the issue the Bonato gang poses to me. You've done well. Let's let's consider you are hired, let's just say, for now. I'd like you, sometime within the week, to head to the speakeasy, the Blue Heaven Ballroom itself, and uh, try to find more information on the Bonato gang, and why exactly they're stealing from me. I mean, they have contacts with me. They, all they had to do was ask, and I would have... I don't it like does. backstabbers. I don't like backstabbers, ladies and gentlemen. It does seem, uh, it does seem a bit convenient that uh, not only do we find the label, but that they're actively distributing their rum, your rum, Mr. Scribner, in their speakeasy just in broad daylight. It's highway robbery, I tell you. Yeah, wouldn't it make more sense that they're getting their shipment from somebody else? A middleman? Hmm. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe maybe they are, maybe they're not. But it seem, again, it does seem odd that they're stealing from me when they could have simply asked and I would have included them in my network. I don't understand why, the, why they would be selling it at a speakeasy. I mean... Most of the lowlifes are there wouldn't be able to know the difference between a good rum and a bad rum. I agree. I think they're trying to, well, overthrow me to a point. Well, someone with your sophistication, sir, you would be able to appreciate such a fine alcohol. You're such a charmer, Trixie. I like that about you. I quite like that about you. Well, I know how to shoot a gun. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I'm sure your late boyfriend taught you well. I, I have heard about that. I apologize. Oh, no. Daddy taught me how to shoot. <laughs> well. um, as much as I uh, appreciate this scintillating conversation, uh, Mr. Scribner, you did say that once we were all back together, we'd discuss next steps. Yes. Like I said, I would like you, sometime within the week, sooner rather than later, to head to the Blue Heaven Ballroom. You have the address. Uh, find more information about exactly what the Bonato Gang is up to with my rum. And as for the advance, well, he shoves the wad of cash towards you. There will be more where that came from, if you can give me good sources and information. How much cash are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
are you a little sick there, Trixie? Your voice no, was a little bit was, strange. That was Tom asking, not Trixie. <laughs> Tom wants to know about the goods. <laughs> How much money is he giving us? He's giving you around a thousand just for the advance. Holy shit! He pulls out a <laughs> briefcase. What year is this again? Another. It's nineteen twenty-five. You guys. So like he's overpaying you. Ten years salary. <laughs> he's overpaying you, and then he pulls out a briefcase with five thousand more dollars in it. Oh my goodness! Oh, see why this, this guy has money to throw around. Yeah. You see why the rumors were that he went broke. <laughs> yes, but if he went broke, where's this money coming from? I'm not saying that out loud. <laughs> well, Mr. Well, Scribner, that. Mr. Scribner, that's that's very very generous of you, and uh, of course we'll we'll get right on the next next phase of this this uh, this assignment. That's what I like to hear. In the meantime, you've done so well. Why don't I pour you some rum to taste? Well, I don't know that uh, a lowly thug like myself could appreciate it, but uh, I'll never turn down a drink. Yeah. I promise you, this will be the best you have ever had. And he pulls out a carafe of this rum, and he pours you all a little bit to drink, and he gives you cheers, and off you go. Is it the same rum that I had earlier? Oh, it's the exact same rum you've had earlier, Trixie. Okay. It's delicious. Because it would be suspicious if it was a different rum. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the same rum, and it's right. delicious. There's nothing off about it at all. All right, so we're off. All right. Is, is something wrong there, Sam? You don't seem to be interested. Uh, sir, I, I don't drink. Ah, all right. Yeah. Very well. I, 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 no offense to, to your business. Your business is your business, but but, but, but I don't imbibe. That's, uh, don't Very mean to well. be impolite, sir. To each his own. To each his own. All right, well... So At that Sam, point, you are you are off to the Blue Heaven Ballroom, or you could spend some time preparing if you need to. What time of day is it? It is mid-afternoon. Yeah, so the ballroom's not going to be open until tonight. Not yet, no. Um. So I this time I put I I, I I've got Sam by the arm as I'm going out. So Sam, <laughs> Jake's just flirting with everybody. You really don't drink, do you? No, not at all, Trixie. My goodness. How can you stand it? Stand what? Not drinking. Is this is this a choice that you made when you were younger, or is it a choice you made because you're an alcoholic? No, it's a choice I made because I like to keep my brain sharp. I, uh, I like to, to be able to work with numbers and think about things uh, pretty fast on my feet. So uh, I don't like to dull my senses. Are you married, Mr. Bowie? No, I'm not. Well, a couple of sips of this rum will get you seeing a lot of numbers, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, you'll be seeing numbers and pink elephants and pink gobos and giant meatball subs. And well, I think that it's very admirable that you would like to keep your brains about you. Some people just don't like the danger of letting themselves go. They're afraid that somebody might find out something about them. Oh, that's Pip interesting. Pippa boy, you're not one of those uh, 
You're not one of those Quakers, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not a Quaker. Does he look like a Quaker? Well, like he's going to be feeding us oats in the morning? <laughs> it's okay with me if he's a Quaker. I'd just like to know. That's all I'm saying. No, I just, I, I just, uh, I try to practice the fundamentals of good living, and one of them, in my personal beliefs, is you know not drinking. Are you a religious, man? No, not at all. That, thank God for that. I'm sure. I've got nothing against anybody else's vices. That's just not one that I choose for myself. Yeah, life's too short in this business. Yeah, have a couple sips, and uh, you may uh, you may catch allergies, just like Trixie's boyfriend. Well then, then, Sammy, that brings up another question: What are your vices? Oh, Trixie. So, what are you doing this evening, dear? Well, maybe we'll go to the ballroom together. Well, perhaps after the ballroom, I could show you some of my vices. My goodness. <laughs> It's getting hot in here. Do you have money? <laughs> Sweetheart. <laughs> my, my suit would definitely show that I've got some cash. That I would never ask the question. Yeah. All right. He, he prints money, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, that's right. When, when needed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's hope not. You are... Uh, <laughs> All right, so I'm, I'm with you guys, but I think that that's the most important thing is to have a date for tonight when you go in into a fancy place like that. You got a you got a nice dress to wear tonight, Trixie. Oh please! I mean, you look I beautiful I now, but have a not nice dress. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna tell uh, I'm gonna tell Jack if we're walking. Jack, if uh, Trixie winds up dead, I think we need to look into the paper boy. <laughs> I would. Uh... And I would think that you're right. They uh, seem to be getting pretty comfortable with one another over there. Hey, sounds like he's got some weird habits. I know, I know what a safe word is. She's not wrong though. The uh, it's hard to hard to just walk into a Bonato bar and uh, not not have a reason to be there. I mean, with a last name like Riley, uh, the Italians don't care too much for my type in uh, in those types of establishments. Uh, just keep your head down and your mouth shut. You'll be all right. Maybe you're not the one asking all the questions. Yeah. Well, with a last name like Tortellini, you should be fine. Well, that's when I go when they go in the restaurant. They say, "Hey, Richie, what's good?" I say, "The Tortellini." Ever since then, I'm like, "Hey, Richie, Tortellini, give me some more wine." All right. So, I assume we're all. What are we going to do today? What are we going to do today before we go? Well, you should probably get some dinner first. That'd be a good first start. Yeah, but you said it's mid-afternoon. I could, I could go over and see if I could uh, talk to one of the uh, the Bonato boys. You could do that, yeah. I was talking to them. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, if you think uh, if you think Unless that would help us get in tonight, that certainly wouldn't be a bad idea. Well, I'm I'm not sure that I would want to make that connection. It's probably yeah. not a good idea if we're going to go there tonight. I'll just we'll just play it cool. 
this blue heaven, uh, are we going to need uh, an invitation? Oh, no. I mean, it's a pretty, it, it's a very nice establishment, but it's not like you need an invitation. I mean, there, there are bouncers at the door, but it's not like you're going to completely be, you just have to have a nice outfit, really. You're going to need a tux, honey. With all the cops on the Bonato's gang's payroll, there'll probably be more cops dead in uh, lowlifes. Oh, well. You know, they, they've got connections in the upper echelons of the police force anyway, so it doesn't matter. Cops here are all crooked anyway. So. All right. Well... I say, uh, I say we all grab a bite to eat, freshen up a bit, because uh, we sounds like we got a long night ahead of us, and uh, maybe even longer if uh, we go back to back to the docks to see if we can catch those those boys in the act. I, to I totally agree. Let's just you know, let's just relax. Let's just relax. Have some some spaghetti, and then just relax until where's, you know tonight. Where's the other goyle? Uh, Seems like she got a little busy, apparently. Maybe by happenstance, she'll just stop into the same restaurant we're going. That's possible. Oh, so yeah, you, you go to the restaurant, you have a nice dinner, and uh, apparently chat about what you've discovered so far. Make plans for the Richie, Richie, do you have anything other than Subway sandwiches at your little establishments? Oh, yeah, we got the chicken palm, we got spaghetti, we got mozzarella. We got whatever you want. So basically, Italian food. Yeah, it's an delicious Italian food. A best uh, Italian in New York City. A lot, of, a lot of restaurants claim that. It's the best restaurant, and I'm the best waiter. That's because it's all just tomato sauce and uh, stuff. Oh, I'm better. sure it's your mama's recipe. I don't cook it. I just eat it, and I serve it up to, the, to thugs and gangsters. All right, so we, we have dinner together, and then uh, I guess I'll head home for a bit to change into whatever it is that we're going we're gonna to end up wearing for this evening to go to the speakeasy. And Sammy, you're going to come and pick me up at my place? Absolutely. Yeah, I can come and get you. All right. Hey, I mean, with the money that Mr. Scrivener just gave you, you're going to be able to easily afford clothes if you need them. You'll easily be able to afford anything at the Speakeasy. You could buy the Speakeasy. Well, hopefully you already own a fitted tuxedo. Um. All right. Do we want to do the speakeasy tonight? I don't think there's going to be enough time to do the speakeasy tonight, Tom. Okay. You guys hear me? No. Yeah, now we can hear you. Now we can now hear, we you can hear you. At the very end of the game, I'm so sorry. No, that's technical stuff on my end. What was what was she up to? Yeah, what was Victoria up to? Uh, after I mean, she basically came back um, after she 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 did her. Her own little investigation and she pretty much shared the information with everyone 
Um, All right. Okay. You guys got pretty much everything. So. Yeah. Well, our new our new assignment is to go to uh, the Blue Haven Ballroom and see what we can find out about uh, the Bonato family, the Bonato gang, and how they're related to the uh, the Rum Runners. And you need a date, and you need something better than that to wear. We're about the same size. We're, we're about the same size. Do you need a dress, Sonny? Do you want to borrow something? I've got, I've got, I've got clothing. Don't worry about it. Um, I, and and this is just basically something I threw on in order to get into the hospital to to talk to. This, well, this guy, so keep your eyes and your hands off of Sammy. I'm I'm taking Sammy. Why don't you go with Richie? He's more your type. It'd be nice to have company tonight. Hey, Sammy, would you like to come along with me? Would you, would you like to have a bit more class? I said keep your hands off of Sammy, honey. Ladies, ladies. Victoria, you're beautiful, dear. But, but yeah, I did, uh, I did uh, uh, already vouch my arm for Trixie tonight. I'll be spending, giving her my attentions. Yourself. And I, I'll tell Jack after seeing Trixie take on that sandwich, my money's on her. <laughs> I think we should probably we should probably end it on that note before it gets right. any more risque, you guys. <laughs> All right. Our players included Corey Heistead, Kurt LeBlanc, Wayne Worthy, Josh Hook, and Fred Carter with Jen Coulter as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. Patrons of our show can now enjoy recordings of our pre- and post-game conversations when we first publish them. Some of the funniest and most interesting stuff occurs before and after the show. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month will help us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments we love hearing from you this is tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of hp lovecraft and the call of cthulhu role-playing game until next time good luck and good gaming <laughs>